One of the biggest mistakes that people make in business is they think it's all about just theirs. Let me say that one more time. The, the biggest mistake in business that people make is they think it's only about their personal business. Business is about what you can provide for other businesses. I don't think a lot of people understand that, especially in uh, small business stuff. Uh, if you're a small time business owner and you know you have a, a small company of a few employees or you're just self-employed, look, it's just something you're selling personally, uh, your product has to be relevant in your community and it has to do something for your community. I think that is the reason why certain people are so wealthy is because their money makes money, but it also is a situation where they're very connected to other businesses. Other businesses are continuing to, to cycle money through theirs and it's almost like a constant trade-off. It's just something that isn't talked about very often. The reason why is a couple of reasons. I'm gonna give you three reasons. Number one, people are very competitive in this country. They're very competitive. You know, they're competitive in the world, but in this country, especially in business ownership, people are very, very guarded and very concerned about competition. You should never worry about competition. You should actually embrace competition because the more people doing the same thing as you means it's popular, means it's trendy, and there's a lot of people that wanna be a part of what you're doing. It's something that is of need. It's a service. That's what business is also, right? It's a service. It's business. It's something that someone else wants in their life. You should want competition because that says that people are trying to do this business. You don't want to be in a business that you're the only person doing it because you don't have any competition. You can add, And you also can't beat others. The more you beat other people in business or the more you prove you're better at your field, you know, that's a good thing, right? You know, if there's 50 people doing basketball skills coaching in your small community, this is the field I've been in for years. This is an example. And you go on the court and it's just very evident that you're at a higher standard. Uh, your rate is competitive, but you know, you're not overly expensive. And, and you're in a situation where, look, you're skilled and you're really good at what you do. The price matches the skill. And people are like, wow, I really love that. That was great. I'm going back. You know, in the fitness world, why is CrossFit so expensive? The reason why CrossFit is so expensive is, one, it gets quick results for a lot of people. They lose weight. They feel like they look better. Number two, there's an energy about it, right? And number three is, it's been, it was trendy. You know, it's CrossFit, woo! Dude, I was doing CrossFit training long before it was ever trendy. I was doing certain lifts way before it was cool. And I certainly didn't spend $160 a month at the gym. But why are those gyms still going? Because it's trendy. People want to be a part of it. Cardio drumming. You know, everyone remember they, I remember they started cardio drumming. I laughed. I go, what the hell is this? And then you go, oh, it's, it's actually a pretty good workout. People are sweating and they're exercising. It's fun. They're engaged. It's trendy. People started talking about it, and, and, and it sold. And, and, you know, that's literally all you really need in business. If people start talking about it, then you are starting getting your first sale let, set up for you. And, and if anybody's ever been in business, you know, they understand this one. Your first sale is like the coolest thing ever. When you're doing something that you love to do and it's, and it's business, 
and you make that first sale, it's like, it's like Christmas, right? You know, it's, it's like the coolest thing ever. And you just have this feeling that, you know, for me in life, nothing was better than getting paid for doing something I love to do. I, I think every person that has an entrepreneurial spirit, someone who wants to be self-employed, I mean, it's just no better feeling. I mean, it, it's like when I was paid to play basketball, you know, there was just no better feeling because all the hard work and all the sweat and sacrifice and hours of, of not getting much reward, but just preparing for that reward. And it finally happens, you know, you get your first paycheck to play basketball you know, it was exhilarating, you know, it was just like, wow, you know, like all this hard work and here's the reward, you know, financial success. And then you learn, wow, it's so much bigger than financial success. And that's what we'll start getting into also. The business isn't just about making money. It's creating a buzz. It's creating a positive environment and it's creating something that's longstanding. So there's a lot that we're going to cover today on the show. Again, this is the Life and Ball podcast. We give your game life. This is a business show. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of my failures today. Uh, I'm going to give you a lot of my uh, successes today. I'm going to give you a lot today. I'm going to really drop it uh, on a Tuesday here and give you some knowledge that uh, if you're self-employed or you're a business owner, uh, you're going to love a lot of this stuff today, man. You're going to take this and run with it. Uh, number one, treat your people that work for you well. I know that that may seem not important all the time. I know when you're running a business, you have a lot of responsibility. And I know that it's easy sometimes to not acknowledge the people working for you. Number one, one of the things I learned from someone who's self-employed, they said, don't ever say working for you. And there's a reason why I said that, because that's a mistake. And that's a mistake that I It was great advice that I did not take. I felt like you're working for my business. And no, that was one of the biggest things that you have to do. And please do this. If you do this, I promise you, you will be super successful. Everyone that is involved in your business is working with you, not for you. They need to feel like they're owning a part of this company, that their title or whatever it is, like they own this piece. This is my job. Every single person that works for you should have a title. And every single person that works for you should feel like they're getting compensated fairly. And if you can't pay great, you need to figure out a way to make other people feel good and also gear towards paying well. Everyone that works for your business should get paid pretty well. Here's a great example. This is something I was good at. If you were going to help me in basketball training, I was going to pay you $25 an hour. If, if you were a high school basketball player in our wonderful state of Michigan, which is full of bozos, you could only play or pay uh, your players $25 a day. So I paid my regular employees $25 an hour to just help me on the basketball court. So if I was charging, this is an example, guys. This is, tells you how un, unselfish I was a lot of times. And I was selfish too, don't get me wrong. I'll go to that, that part eventually. I was charging $20 an hour for a drop-in training for one player. I was paying my worker more than that. So I'll tell you what it was. Number one, it was supply and demand. 
the old school thing. I knew I was going to get multiple kids and parents to pay the $20. So I knew it was absolutely imperative to show the people working for me, look, I will pay you more than what I charge per hour for my service. And I think it allowed people to go, wow, this guy cares about the people that work with him. You're out there with me, man. You're out there on the court with me. You're passing. You know, we're going to get this. We're going to get this business together. You're going to have a piece of this thing, and we're going to grow this thing. That was the mentality I always had as a business owner, and I always will. Because what's going to happen? You pay someone that, they're going to tell someone, that, hey, I need help. I posted it. I need two uh, trainers to help me uh, to be passers and, and to work on some training techniques. You know, I'm, tra- I'm charging $25, uh, you know, an hour, uh, or I'm, I'm paying you $25 an hour for that. The people w- would talk. There was times I'd have three guys doing it. So, you know, you got to think, I wasn't making great money all the time because I just wanted people to want to be a part of my business. If you had a kid that played for our travel teams, your kid played for free if you coached. You didn't get paid to coach, your kid paid, played for free and had no training fees. That's something I did. One of the biggest things is that I struggle with in business is there, I was always full of deals. And you can't do that also. You have to be pretty stern on what your prices are. But one positive that I will never change is I always wanted the people that worked with me to feel special and a part of the, the program. We ran a business, you know, I call it the Life and Ball Podcast. It was Life and Basketball. That was our business. I had to change the name. And when we were life and basketball, there was a lot of coaches that had were getting paid to coach. This isn't a volunteer thing. When you put in time for something, you get paid to do it. And I was willing to do that. Not everybody does that, especially in the youth sports world. I mean, the youth sports business, people that will listen to this that aren't really, really into sports, let me tell you something. The youth sports business is insane. Multi-billion dollar business. The amount of money that parents will spend on travel for their kids, the amount of money that parents will spend on tournament fees, just getting into the tournament, uh, shoes, it, it's incredible. You know, I, I think my parents spent, oh gosh, in my basketball career over all the years, probably $50,000 at least. At least. It's a huge business. One of the biggest things I always wanted people to realize with me is, look, it is a business, but I'm going to be fair. I was very affordable. If you played AAU basketball with me, we had six minutes we played in. If it wasn't six, five, you were charged $600 for the session for the spring. You got training on top of that. You got coaching from the coaches. And, uh, you know, you, you got your uniform. You got to keep your uniform. And uh, that was that. Six tournaments for 600 bucks. You know, you had two practices a week. Some teams had three. And you're getting tr- good training from the coaches. And you're, you know, you're paying $600. We had 50 kids in our program. So there's $30,000 in the pot. You put 30 in the pot, you got to think of, okay, every kid's going to get a jersey. I spent $8,000 on jerseys, guys. $8,000. I had a $4,000 sponsorship, and, uh, you know, we, we put it on the jersey, and $8,000 was spent 
on jerseys. Nice jerseys. Shout out to Moneyball Sportswear from Michigan. I know he loved that bill. 8000 just on the jerseys. And then you got to think, okay, now there's $22,000 in the pot. Now you've got coaches. You've got six teams or five teams, whatever we had. You're paying your coaches. You had, I had one coach whose kid played, so he didn't get paid. But his, his kid, you take $600 out of the pot, right? Because his kid played for free. I paid my other coaches for those few months roughly between you know, two practices a week and one tournament. Every one of my coaches, it was between $500 to $1,000. So I did not pay well when they were coaching the team. And that was one of the mistakes I made. And what it was is it was an opportunity to coach, but I think what it did is it didn't help the AAU for me. I was not very experienced in AAU basketball. Plus, I'm not a primetime program, so I'm not getting shoe money, and I'm just basically doing this. Parents are paying for this. you got to think per year on the lab, most of those kids that were involved, their parents were spending probably roughly 1000 to $1,500 a year on the lab. That's what they were spending. I would say consistently 20 to 30 of those parents, maybe high-end 40 to 50, were spending that amount of money. So you got to think, what's that, $40,000, $50,000 high-end? You're not making a ton of money doing this. You're working extremely hard, and you're just not making a ton of money. And as a self-employed person, as someone's an entrepreneur, you want to make money. Because you make money, and that makes more money, and that provides more for the community, and that builds up other businesses. But when you're scrambling, and you're fighting, and you're working so hard, and, and you, you know, you're just not bringing in enough capital, it's very difficult. My advice after saying all of that, don't worry about how much money you make the first two years. Don't worry about it. Worry about what your business stands for. What does your business stand for? And your business has to stand for three things. And it isn't like, you know, what it is, what's the service, what are the get. No, there's, there's principles. Your business has to stand for three things. Number one, this is the most important thing that your business has to stand for. Care. It's going to be three C's, care. They need to know you care about them. And it has to be genuine. It has to be real. 80 to 90% of the time, I cared fully about my clients. I always, always will care about my clients. To the day I die, every person I've dealt with in my business with sports, I care about. I want them to have a better life. But during my business time, as being a business owner, sometimes the care drops. It's not 100%, right? You care always, but you, know, you don't care every second, right? In the end, I always care, but there's times it, it doesn't show you care. 100% of the time, you have to be 100. You got to care about every single thing in your business. You got to care about your workers. You got to care about the people that come in contact with your business. You got to care about the people that pay for your services. You just got to care every single day, every single time. You cannot miss, as a small business owner, 
you can have bad days and you can go to the corner. If you're having a bad day, you, you know what we're really sure you're caring? Don't act out. <laughs> go into a room, scream to high hell, and then show them how much you care about them. It just is imperative. You have, this is not a three-strike policy, guys. This is a one-strike policy. The moment you show you don't care is the moment your business dies. It's dead. Boom. Anything that remotely comes close to showing you do not care about them, it's a wrap. It's over. That's, that's why high-risk, high-reward is being someone self-employed. You can go into your job every day and suck at it. Your regular job working for the man, you get treated like crap. You're just like another piece of meat, and you know it, you just you just don't matter. And you could go and lay, show up, have a terrible attitude, and show you don't care. They just need workers, and that's why you don't get paid good because you don't care. You just don't care, and they know you don't care, and they don't care that you don't care. <laughs> that's, I mean, this is what it is. Okay, so care. You gotta care all the time, every time, one hundred percent of the time. You gotta care. You know, and, and it's just, it's, it's vital. Something else you have to have in business ownership is you have to have courage. You're going to have to be able to step outside the box. You're going to have to be able to say, I have to do this. I have to spend a little more money. I have to pay more people. I have to try to sell more. I have to push this content out. I, you you got to be courageous to be a business owner. You, you have to just say, you know what? Here I am. And we are in this, and bam, hello community, I'm with you, I'm a self-employed business owner, I know you'll love the service, let's do this. And you're going to get no's, you're going to get a lot of no's, you got to be courageous also, because people are going to tell you to F off. And you know how they tell you to F off? They don't buy your stuff. They don't want your stuff. Nope, I would rather spend my money on something else. And that's their polite way of saying F you. And you have to be courageous enough to say, that's okay. I'm still here whenever you're ready. That goes back to the caring. I mean, you, you can't just get upset when people say no to you. As a business owner, not everybody wants your service all the time. I mean, it just doesn't happen. I've had people who used to train with me and I thought they would never leave and then they'd be gone for six months. I mean, that's just it's just what it is. As a business owner, people come and go and you have to still care and, and hope that they got the most out of what you're providing and they were happy, and uh, you know, you just you just got to understand that, you know, not everybody else is going to care the same way as you do, and that's okay. You know, like that's another way of saying, I'm okay with that. It's courageous to be able to take the nose. It's courageous to be able to make tough decisions in business. It's courageous to be able to continue to provide year after year after year. Um, and and it, it takes guts. It really does. It takes guts to be a business owner, guys. I mean, it is a huge risk, but an incredibly high reward. You know, so we talked about care. We talked about courage. And, and the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, it, it's, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. You have to be competitive in this landscape, in this country. If you are not competing with numbers, competing against trends, competing against uh, other companies that are in the same field, um, you die slowly as well. I mean, you, you can't be in this own world of with, by yourself. Every single person or every single business that's wildly successful has 
competed at at the highest level. You know, they compete every day. Or is, where's our numbers? Where are we at? We, we got to do better. You know, we got this. And they're still showing they care, though. But at the same time, it, it's, it's competitive. Like, we have to find a way to be champions in our business. And we have to compete to do that. We have to have great care in every single thing we do every single day. We have to have courage. And, and we got to be very competitive. And, and I think that this is something you do every day also. I think a lot of business owners just think, the end result. You know, you, you, you think about all the money you might be able to make. That's what we main, that's one of our big problems. One of our big problems is we think about the reward before we think about the work. And I do it still sometimes. You know, I think about all these ideas I got. I go, wow, can you imagine the amount of money we could make for the community? Can you imagine how amazing this would be. Oh my gosh, if I did this, I mean, I'm going to buy my son a new car today. I mean, these are the things that we do as business owners and, and entrepreneurs. We think about these awesome things we can provide for our life. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I get so discouraged when the, if you're this person, shame on you that, that, you know, oh, you just want my money. Well, you give your money to a lot of people. So Yes, I, I do need money. I do need to be able to provide uh, for this business and, and to be able to provide a service for others. And it does cost just like everything does. Uh, you got to get your car on the road. You got to get gas. What are you going to say? Oh, you just want my money. No, you, you have to give me money so you can drive. And your business is everyone's business. Is you're going to give me money so you can get this. And that's what it's all about. Your business has to be something that you're confident about. There's power behind it. You're enthusiastic about it. And you just know that this thing is going to last so long that your son's sons or daughters is going to be able to push this. Your daughter will be married one day and her husband will run this business. And then their kids will run this business. That's the mentality you have. Not, not the reward of the, the money and the things you'll get and how happy you'll be. Oh, we can throw a, a nice celebratory party. I thought about that earlier today. I was messing up in my own head. Go, why am I thinking about having this great toast and celebrating all the success we're going to have when this idea finally goes. How about we just grind and get the idea going? How about that? I mean, these are things that I made mistakes with all the time. All the time. The work comes first. And the reward comes, and then you go back to the work. Successful people for very long, do they? It's you know, I look at Michael Jordan, my hero, named my son after him. My son's name is Jordan. The reason why I love Jordan is because the dude just succeeded over and over and over. Six times NBA Finals winner. Six times NBA Finals MVP. And he just, the biggest stage, the biggest moment, he always won. And, and you just don't see that. And did he have failures? Absolutely. Dude had so many failures. He mentioned about all the missed shots is the reason why, exactly why I'm successful, being able to get over the failures. 
his amazing quotes. I'm not going to quote him today, but you get my point. The dude just always got it done. As a business owner, or someone that's in small business, or you have a larger business, there's going to be a time when you say, okay, the, the, the pressure's on. We've got to get it done. We've got to get certain numbers. How do I keep my composure? How do I push others? How do we still succeed? And Michael Jordan was not satisfied after the first NBA championship. He could have been done there. Hey, not many people win an NBA championship. A lot of people do. So his thought was, I want to be the greatest ever. That takes a different mentality, guys, by the way. That takes a different attitude. And sometimes people are going to judge you. You know, your ways of caring don't have to be like everyone else's. That kind of goes back to those three C's because I think this is something, you know, now I'm going to go back to me and talk about my mistakes, my huge mistakes. One of the things that I don't regret anything in life, by the way. I think we all make poor choices. We all make great choices. We're all uh, blessed in so many ways, but there's times when we, we don't do good. We do wrong. I don't have regrets, but I, there's things I wish I could have done a better job of. There's for, for certain of that. There's, there's lessons behind a lot of my failures in business and failures in life and failures in sport. The big thing that I really, really have struggled with in life, business, and sport for sure is is that balance of being friendly and caring about people, but also uh, not uh, withholding the standard. You know, I've always held a really high standard for myself. There's a lot of unhappiness in my life because I don't feel like I'm at the level I should be. I think a lot of you probably feel this way sometimes. For me, it's I care so much that I want other people to be happy, and I'm willing to do a lot of different things to make them happy, but sometimes the standard drops, meaning there was a lot of deals in my business. There was nothing for me to say, look, here's my rate, it's $75 an hour, but if you have three kids, I'll just charge you $75 for all three of them. Meanwhile, you know, their three kids are getting trained, and uh, someone else uh, only has one kid, so they're thinking, wait a minute. So she or he should have been spending you know, a lot more money, like $225, why are they getting the deal of the century all the time? That's just how I did business then. It was a mistake. Um, it was wrong. And then I had wildly successful plans where you spent $20 a session. That was a drop-in rate. I used to always say, it's just like a haircut, guys. Clean your game up. Uh, you know, you, you spend $20 on a haircut. Hey, save that 20 and spend it on some lab basketball training. A lot of parents liked that. They went with it. It was my highest seller, usually. I had a, you know, I had drop-in trainings all throughout the year. Um, then we did an eight-week program multiple different times uh, throughout the year, and it was 100 bucks. So it was a great deal, but it was worth it for me because supply and demand, of course. We had a lot of kids. I felt like I made a good amount of money for myself and for my business, but I felt like it was a very cheap rate for my parents because I definitely care about uh, being affordable for parents. Not everybody can afford training, and if someone who is very, very wealthy they're feeling like this is really nice that I don't have to spend uh, a ton of money here. You know, it, it was a deal pretty much for everyone. That's kind of how I've always lived in the business world. I, I will always do that part because other people 
are spending money on other things, and I and I take that very seriously. Um, but there's got to be a standard. And there were times when I was constantly deal, deal, deal. It's like I was the used car salesman of sports training. You know, you don't have to be a salesman always. You know, it's like, here's what it is. If you want to, great. If not, that's okay. I'll be here when you want to. But that was a huge mistake I made in business, providing a constant deal. You don't have to have a deal all the time. This isn't McDonald's. You know, these are like, you know, those franchises like that, it's like, I would never want to have a business like that, that it's just nonstop consumer all day long. And really like the product isn't great sometimes. And it's just like, wow, you know, it's a money-making machine, but you know, the quality is not really there. I always want to have quality in what I do. Like I want people to be like, wow, that was amazing. You know, like I care about people feeling good about being involved with my business. I think it's imperative. And uh, have I been 100% uh, on that? No. I mean, there's definitely been days where I wasn't on as much as others. But anybody that's ever trained with me knows I bring the energy every time. I mean, I'm going to provide energy. I'm going to provide skill. And I'm going to be there. And I'm going to help you. And I'm going to do everything I can that day. I give my best every single time. I will say that. My best isn't always awesome. But I do give my best every single day. And uh, that's just something that... I've always had going for me uh, in life. Uh, well, I would say in life, I still have a long ways to go. You know, you, I need to be better. But in sport and in my business and my field, I have gave my best every time. And uh, of course, did some things that I shouldn't have done. But I gave my best when I was in it and doing my job. Uh, but but I can tell you, too many deals was a problem. I, I believe that. You know, I, I care so much, but sometimes your your caring can be misconstrued. I think mine was for sure. And now there's articles written about me, for God's sake. So, you know, a lot of people have an opinion about me. But for me, it's like, you know, as a former business owner who is getting back into business eventually, I can tell you the thing I missed the most about it was all the relationships with the people. Uh, I don't miss the work as much as that. Like, I love my business and love my craft. And, of course, again, that's sports training. In the fitness sports world, I love it. I, I will always love it. But I love the relationships with the people more than that. And I think that it is very important, and I uh, miss that. I miss the conversation with the parents. I miss the, uh, the laughs. Um, I miss the, the tough talks to be able to provide for the for their kids and, and being a mentor not just a coach but a mentor someone that was involved in their lives that could be uh, positive I miss that absolutely miss it and I know that it will come back but it's been a very rough three years I mean the last three years I've been out of business so uh, that has been a transition in my life that has been incredibly difficult so my nightmare, guys, is look, when you make certain mistakes in business, you know, things take time to recover from. And, you know, think about that before you make a boneheaded decision the way I did. Um, it's just something that you won't be able to get back. And these last three years, I will not get those three years back. Those three years are dead and gone. And uh, imagine what I could have done in the last three years. Who knows? 
Imagine the amount of money I could have provided for a community. Imagine if I could have maybe bought a facility by now. I could have maybe, you know, had more employees and changed their life. I could have maybe helped even more kids get college scholarships. You know, it, it's the last three years has been hell, absolute hell for me. So whatever your business is, you know, let's just say you're, you're selling kids clothes. Something happens in your business. You go out of business and your, your happiness was children. You, you loved selling clothes to children and seeing them wear these clothes. And, uh, you know, you're seeing the pictures and let's just imagine that you're out of business for three years and, and all that's gone and, and nobody cares anymore about you. Look, and nobody, you don't, you don't deserve that as the business owner. This is something that you have to know. You're in the, a different class when you're self-employed. People don't have to treat you the way you treat them. That's where people, you know, I thought that. That's where I felt. I thought, man, all the things I did for these, for these people, you think that no matter what I do, they'll stand behind me. No. No. If somebody drives through a fast food or goes to a restaurant, the food sucks, what happens? You get the food refunded. That's just how it is. There ain't no, oh, you know what? Your food sucks today. But your food has been good in the past. So, you know what? It's okay. What happens? No. This food's terrible. It's undercooked. I don't want it. That's what happened to me. You were great in business. You did a phenomenal job. But guess what? Now, you failed. We don't want nothing to do with you no more. That's how it goes, guys. That's how quick it can go. In business, that's what it is, man. You are a service and you have to care, be courageous, and you have to be competitive every single day. Because guess what? If you don't do those three things and you don't do your due diligence, you're dead. You're dead as a business owner. It's over. It's a wrap. And you're sitting there scrambling. I raise my hand because that's me. Three years of my life sitting here going, what the heck happened? That's what happens, guys. Entrepreneurship is no joke. Business ownership is no joke. Owning a small business is no joke. It is so much more work than anyone ever thinks. Do you have more free time? Certainly. But you still, every single day, you know, you're a business owner, it's every day. There's no weekends off. You know, this is, you're looking at stuff in your business every single day of your life. Are you ready for that? Now, can you take days off? Yes, but it goes back to competition. How competitive are you? If you want to have a business that isn't every day open, then you're going to have not every day success. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't have expectations to be wildly successful. I answered messages at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, midnight, 11. It, it, was, it was first. It was always first. That's just what it is, man. That is how it goes. And if you guys can't handle that, man or woman listening to this, you have to rethink, am I ready to be a small business owner? Because you're a service now. You have to answer those questions or have someone else answer those questions and then pay those people to answer those questions. These are the things you have to do. These are tough, tough decisions to be made.
So this was part one of the business talk. I really appreciate all of you that listen. Look, I, I hope if you're starting a business, you're, you're excited because it is so much fun. There's an energy about this thing, man. I mean, I'm fired up talking about it. I got my coffee in also, so bear with me. My Tim Hortons latte. But look, man, the bottom line, guys, it's a fun thing, but it's a hard thing. But some of the best things in life are the hardest things in life. Don't ever forget that. Hey, I love you all. Stay blessed. Life and Ball Podcast, we give your game life. Like, share, comment on this. Business talks are really going to be rampant this year. Because I think 2022 is going to be a great year. I'm excited about ending this year and going into 2022. So thanks again for tuning in. This is Jay File. Follow me, Jay File Lab. Uh, I would like to get some of you business owners on the show if you would like to talk about your business and I would promote it and I will share it and I will really get you guys uh, going on what you're doing. I love startups. I'm a huge fan of startups. So, hey, if you're a business owner, you got a small business, your startup, whatever it may be, let me know. Shoot me a DM and uh, we'll, we'll share uh, your business and uh, promote you. So, hey, thanks again for listening on the Life and Ball podcast.